Coats exist. Coats exist. Coats exist. So, uh, I've been doing comedy for about seven years now. Um, if you count the pandemic, I guess seven years, but if not six. And the last couple of years, I've been like, because eh. I never really wanted to get into comedy. I don't know. It was just something I wanted to try, and I got addicted to it. But I, I love it. But um, I remember once somebody told me, um, they were like, whenever I'm on stage, I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I'm like, I've never felt that way about comedy. I've never felt that way about anything except like sex, maybe. I'm just like, oh, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Or maybe like when I'm eating a cheeseburger, I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. But uh, I don't know. I've always wanted to make movies and do other shit. But here we are. I don't even really watch comedy. I don't watch newer comedy. Like there's, I was thinking about the hardest I ever laughed today and um, at comedy, at comedians. And I think it was uh, William Montgomery. He has this, uh, there's a show called Kill Tony. And there's a, a set he did where somebody dressed up exactly like him. And uh, they had this back and forth. And I was I was crying laughing at that. And then there was uh, this dude, Junior Stopka, who opened up for Doug Stanhope. And I was, I was dying laughing at that. I was also thinking about how there's different levels of laughing. Like there's like, <laughs> like you, sometimes you just laugh in your head or you smile. And then, and then there's like, <laughs> and then there's like different levels all the way up until belly laughing where you're just like laughing so hard it's like and then there's like one level above that which is like it's so funny you can't even laugh you're just like what it's just it's unreal that's how funny it is but then there's even another level above that where it's like i don't know how to explain it it's like you have that belly laugh and you're crying but then there's like a belly laugh from that belly like it's like that belly laugh has another belly and then that one has a belly and it's just like you're laughing from the depths of hell where you think you're gonna die because you're, you're actually scared. You like start looking at yourself objectively, and you're like, "I'm gonna die. My throat is closing up. Like I can't fucking breathe. This is the funniest thing that's ever happened, and my throat hurts right now." And I laughed like that. I think one time in my entire life, and I wanted to try to explain it because it's not funny. If I, saying it out loud is not gonna be funny, it's like not funny at all. But when it happened, and because who would happen to, and it was just everything was perfect. It's like I went over to my friend Josh's house. And he was like being Mr. Cool Guy that night. He was dressed in like blue jeans, black boots, a white t-shirt with cigarettes rolled up in the sleeve. And he's like, he's smoking a cigarette and he's drinking a beer. And he's like, I gotta talk to you. Come outside. And I went outside with him and he's like, it was dark out. And we're on the back porch and there's like one, you know, light shining on the porch. And he's talking to me. He's like, ah. whatever it was, it was real serious. And then he leaned up against the back of the porch, like the, the railing. And in one swift motion, with the cigarette in his mouth, his finger on the cigarette, and he holding the beer... And without making any noise, the railing broke and he just fell like a tree falling in the forest, like just toppling over, just like, and he just fell into this bush. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I was laughing so hard. Then everybody came out because they heard the noise of the thing breaking and they were like yelling at him. They're like, why could you do, why could you do this? And he was just laying in the bushes in the dark. All I saw was his silhouette and he's going, Joe, like what the, Joe, because he was so like, he couldn't believe what was happening. And it was the funny, it was the hardest I've ever laughed in my entire life. And uh, every once in a while, I'll just think about it, and I'll start laughing. And then somebody will be like, what? And I'll be like, it's just my friend fell. Whatever. can't explain it to you, just like I tried to do here. But uh, yeah, so I've been doing comedy for a little bit. And uh, a couple years ago, I was accused of uh, stealing a joke. And it kind of like changed the way I view joke stealing. So let me, let me tell you what happened. So I used to do this joke um, about you're having sex with a girl and she goes uh, deeper, 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 and I'm like, "How can I go? I, that's, is there a button on my dick that I press and it grows another five inches?" Like, this is there's no such thing as deeper. Like, there's nothing I could do. I could throw your leg. Like, that was the joke, whatever. And uh, I stopped doing it because I was just sick of doing it. And then um, 
one day I didn't have anything at, at an open mic, so I did it. And somebody came up to me afterwards and they're like, that's a Andrew Schultz joke. And I was like, the shame that I felt. Because it was something that actually happened to me. It was something, I didn't steal any fucking joke. I was just, it was just like, but it's like, I feel like there are ideas that like you come up with that only you could come up with. Like when you die, these ideas that are these potential ideas, they're going to die with you. Because only you, if you dig down deep inside of who you are, like they can only come from you. But then there's ideas like out in the ether, just like floating above us and they're just waiting to be plucked out. And like, I feel like that's one of those ideas. That's like not something that's really that special. Like anybody who's ever had sex with a girl that who's, any guy who's ever had sex with a girl who said that, that's the joke, obviously. But I still felt shame. I still felt like, oh God. And I actually, I looked it up and there was a bunch of other comedians that said the same joke, like famous ones. So, but I still felt like, oh God, that's terrible. I feel like shit. God, even though it was a couple people at an open mic, but that's what my open mics are for, right? They're to learn this shit and figure it out and blah, blah, blah. But uh, also... There's a couple other jokes I did that some friends came up to me and they were nicely they were nice about it and they're like hey this is a whatever joke this is a whatever joke and I was like oh god damn it but I, I've done that to people too I'd be like hey you just fucking stole a Bill Burr joke and uh, whatever so anyways the guy who came up to me about it he was real nice and I was like whatever it was fine but I felt shame I drove home and I was like oh god what other jokes have I fucking what what other jokes am I doing that other people are doing so it just made me really like reflect and think about stuff so anyways. I think it was the next open mic or the one right after that. Whatever it was, it was very close uh, to the deeper dick joke one. And um, I had just watched the movie Mrs. Doubtfire. It's this movie with Robin Williams, for people who don't know, who he gets a divorce from his wife and he loves his kids so much that he dresses up as an old lady to go um, still be with his kids. It doesn't make any sense. It's the fucking, it's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece of unintentional and intentional comedy because it's just doesn't it doesn't make any fucking sense like this old lady that he dresses up as looks like a monster it looks like texas chainsaw massacre and for some reason they play this like really sweet you know emotional music in every scene and or and then it's goofy and silly it doesn't make any sense but it's uh in the beginning there robin williams has a party for his daughter where there's a bunch of goats and like camels and other animals and stuff whatever and uh, the house is a wreck, and Robin Williams' wife comes home early, and she's like, oh, my God, what the hell did you do? I want a divorce. And I remember when I was a young kid, I was on Robin Williams' side. I was like, oh, this poor guy, you know, because he, he's like, I love you. You know, we love each other, blah, blah. And uh, I remember I felt bad for Robin Williams. But then when I watched it again recently, which was the time right before I went to this open mic, I was like, what the fuck? Like, Robin Williams is an asshole. He had... He had farm animals inside the house, like pissing and shitting everywhere, and the house was a wreck. There was like kids hanging from the ceiling fan. I was like, "He's a, this is insane!" Like, obviously, she wants a divorce. So that was the joke. I I like thought of it on the way there. It was just like I had nothing else. Like, basically, open mics are for whatever the fuck you want to say. You just say bullshit. Who cares? It's just throwaway stuff or just stuff to fill the time. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna say that. So I said it on stage. I forget exactly how I worded it. Uh, it's very specific. You have to know Mrs. Doubtfire. But I said it and uh, it actually got laughs. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe more people know about Mrs. Doubtfire than I thought. So maybe I'll, you know, keep it. That's what was going on in my head. And um, the same guy who talked about the deeper, deeper joke to me the week prior, he like wasn't really saying much and uh, whatever. So I go home. And then I had another comedian, a friend, send me the the other guy's Instagram. I guess he had just posted the guy who called me out for the not called me out but mentioned the deeper deeper thing. He has a pri- he had a private Instagram account where he posted something like you 
You think you could get away with stealing jokes? Well, you stole another one this week. We're not going to let you get away with it. We're going to ruin your career. Blah, blah, blah. And I've never been angry since I started comedy. Like, comedy to me is always like, it's like, I hate my job. I hate other aspects of my life. I hate the fact that I have to get, like, health insurance and car insurance and I have to get an inspection on my car and I have to do all this crazy shit. It's like, why am I going to hate comedy? So I never try to get involved in uh, drama at all because it's fun for me. It's fun. I love comedy. Whatever. Oh, I like it. A lot but I never like I never got involved with the drama it was like always like the good thing in my life so but this it pissed me off so much and I realized what I'm about to say is gonna make me look so corny but like it pissed me off so much that I went home and I wrote a Facebook post about it but I did I wrote a Facebook post about it and then we got into this big fight me and the dude and uh we hashed it out whatever he's cool now I'm cool with him he's a good guy but uh it just made me think about joke stealing in general where I don't know if there, if like I don't know how many people are actually intentionally stealing jokes. I'm sure there are people. Absolutely, there are scumbags out there who are like stealing jokes. But I feel like, like what I was saying before, I think there are so so many ideas just out in the ether that anybody could just pluck out. You know what I mean? Like it's just, I don't know. To intentionally steal a joke is insane to me. So, but that's the story. Uh, he didn't ruin my career, um, and. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like I don't think there are that many people out there actually stealing jokes. I think that it's just um I don't know. If you like there's a when you when I was younger, we had landline phones and uh I would always call like girls or my friends and my mom would pick up at the other line. She'd be like, "Joey, it's dinner time." And I always thought that was so funny. I always thought that was the funniest shit ever. And I was like, I want to put that in a movie one day. When I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to write a movie one day. And that's going to be like one of the funniest scenes ever. And then like you just hear about, as I get older, you hear, everybody talks about that shit. It's just something that happened that's funny. If you're, you know, open, receptive to things that are funny, that's something that's just going to, you know, jump out at you. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but joke stealing. I'm a little bit more forgiving than I... Uh, I think I was before I started comedy with joke stealing. So thanks. Peace.